0: Well, the man that made that hire joins us now. It is John Hartwell, Athletic Director at Utah State. John, how are you? Hey, John. Hey, doing well, guys. How are y'all? <laughs> I'm doing well. These weekends can, uh, you know, sometimes on Fridays you think, I'm just going to have an uneventful weekend, and then uh, the bottom falls out. Uh, talk us through the uh, what the last 72 hours have been like for you.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know <laughs> – from a, a phone call about nine o'clock on Friday night. Uh, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind since then. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is, you know, I was having a conversation with Craig about three o'clock on Friday afternoon, and none of this was even really on the radar screen at all for, for either him or obviously for me. And, uh, you know, you, you look at the, the turn of events and, uh, and it's interesting uh and, and You know, there are reminders all over the place that the the world of of athletics, whether collegiate or professional, is a very small world because, you know, I've I've gotten from a couple of different perspectives from from others that were involved in in the Utah uh, men's basketball search. You know that truly uh, Craig really did not come on the radar screen until late Friday afternoon and literally. Uh, you know in about a three hour window it was it was done and uh so yes yeah, been uh been an interesting uh uh turn of events but uh you know I I can't thank Craig Smith enough for what he's done here for the last three three years and, and ultimately I think it was three years and one day um that wow, he, he was with us as uh you know as head coach and uh you know qualifying three straight times for the NCAA tournament and, you know, all of those things. Uh, And, and not just, you know, obviously that's, that's what he gets judged by, but uh, uh, just what he and his family did for our university and community. And, you know, I I know, I know there's some of our fan base that, that feels jilted, uh, but, you know, my, my hat's off to him. I, I couldn't, couldn't be happier. And, you know, as I, I talked to Mark Harlan on Friday night. I said, you know, Mark, I'd love to tell you some bad things about Craig Smith. There aren't any bad things about Craig Smith. What you see is what you get. He's as advertised, and he's tremendous.
2: I always wonder what emotions athletic directors go through because these things are so critical to them and, and their employment and I'm wondering, John, how much different emotion do you go through? Do you fight through anger? Do you fight through anxiety, d- sadness? What, what what's the predominant emotions athletic directors deal with in a in a situation like this?
1: You know, that's a great question, Hans. And you know, a, a little bit of shock because I'll be very honest. You know, I thought once. Uh, once Minnesota uh came off the board, uh and then, you know, knowing that uh that Mark and the University of Utah were talking to some other people, you know, I I, I don't know that you ever rest easy um immediately following the season, whether it's football or basketball or, or any sport. Uh but but I felt a little bit better about our opportunity to retain Craig and, and in fact had uh had begun dialogue with, with both he and his agent about, you know, um, doing some things with him contractually to, to help enhance the deal. Um, but, uh, you know, initially it was it was a little bit of a blow. You know, the timing is so bizarre because literally I had just finished watching uh, Sam Merrill ha- have a great fourth quarter for the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday night, and it was not – Ten minutes after that, and my phone rings, and this whole chain of events <laughs> starts to happen. Wow. So, um, but it, you know, uh, again, you you've got to be prepared. No, no different than wins and losses. You know, when you lose, uh, when you, you as an athletic director, you've got to keep somewhat of a of a baseline because you can't get too high after the wins or too low after the losses because uh, the the opposite is right around the corner. So, no, no different with Coaching hires, obviously. Uh, Craig and I had a great, uh, both a great working relationship and and a great friendship uh, relationship, which obviously that that will will carry on. Um, but you know, sometimes and and I tell coaches, I tell staff this all the time: if if you have an opportunity that is better for your family for from a financial standpoint, from a career standpoint, from, you know, if, if you bet that out and at the end of the day you decide, hey, this is a better opportunity for me, I, I need to do this for myself and for my family, I will never, ever begrudge a, a coach or a staff member for doing something that, you know, mm-hmm. they go through that process. And, you know, this this is no different. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a – of a gut punch if you will but hey you know it's it's also an opportunity for us it's an opportunity to continue to build on uh that success and you know uh it does not take long in this world for uh for many people to start reaching out to you whether it's you know coaches directly agents you know people who you know in the business so um great great interest already
0: you, uh, you hit a home run with Craig Smith, and, and I know it's still probably too early to say this, but uh, just looking at the energy around the football program, I think you did the same uh, with Blake Anderson. With that said, um, you know, now you, you, you go back to the basketball ranks. Do you, in the back of your mind, knowing the success that Craig's having and, and knowing that this day was probably, you know, going to happen eventually – do you do you keep a list of you know three or four guys and or or just guys that you're you're always keeping tabs on your radar, knowing that you might need to do something pretty quickly?
1: Yeah, you you've always uh, if you're prepared as an athletic director, which I I like to think of myself as usually prepared. Uh, you, you're always looking and seeing you know what what if scenarios and, and <clears throat> styles of play and personalities and. You know, coaches, energy uh, that that you think would fit the program. So, so yeah, I've I've got uh, you know some some folks in mind. And like I said, the the interest in in the last uh, 48 hours has has been uh, unbelievable. A lot of uh, established, uh, very successful head coaches, uh, some you know high level assistants, associate head coaches with with some very high level programs. So. You know, this was an attractive job three years ago. It's really an attractive job now knowing that, uh, you know, three straight NCAA tournament, uh, you know, qualifying for those, even though we didn't get to play last year due to COVID, uh, a great nucleus of of student athletes uh, coming back. So I think all of those, uh, and, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, the success and, and when you look at, up and coming young coaches, um, we'd all be kidding ourselves if, if we didn't think that one of their considerations is, "Hey, well, where you know does this job afford me the opportunity to go to the next step or, or to the next level?" And, and obviously, Craig has uh, has proven that. So I, I think that's a factor there too. But but again, great interest thus far.
2: John, I know that Craig Smith is. Always going to be an Aggie. There will be a piece of him in his heart, and, and he'll love that that program, and he'll love Logan. And and I, I do wonder if a coach can go into a, a program and create some type of of good favor in different angles. And I and I ask this question out of curiosity: How much can a coach persuade a university? To schedule a team or or help get Utah State on that Utah basketball schedule where it should have been for years and years and years. Do coaches have any role in helping with negotiations like that?
1: I I do think they they can help that out. Um, you know that it's uh, you know it's an interesting situation and and obviously I, I didn't get to to listen to Craig's press conference the other day, but I, but I saw some comments alluding to, you know, playing in state teams uh, when, when it makes sense and, and benefits, you know, um, their opportunity to improve their, their net ranking, which, which obviously where, where we stand now um, would do that. So I, I would hope that's they're available again, again, uh, I think uh, I think Mark and the University of Utah know that whether it's football or men's basketball, uh, the Aggies are absolutely uh, ready, willing, and able to play. Um, you know, we don't have an interest in just going down there and playing a one one game. You know, some type of guarantee game. We we would like the opportunity to play uh, home and home here in Logan and in Salt Lake. Uh, so hopefully that uh, that dialogue can can uh, make some more progress going forward.
0: John Hartwell, Athletic Director at Utah State, joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, you mentioned there's the, there's probably a lot more interest in this job now than when uh, when you hired in 2017. I'm sure you've got a lot of candidates that are reaching out and a lot of people uh, sending resumes over to you. With that said, what's your timeline? Because, you know, with the transfer portal and everything else and, you know, keeping your own guys there at Utah State, uh, does this feel like there's more urgency on a basketball higher than maybe on a football higher?
1: You know, you're, you're right about the, uh, the transfer portal. I think I saw earlier uh, this morning on Twitter. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was Jeff Goodman, one of the Andy Katz, one of the basketball guys, said there were currently 984 <laughs> uh, student athletes in the transfer portal, which is a, a high number. Uh, I met uh, on Saturday morning with our team via Zoom. Uh, and just told them, hey, I, we, you know, I, I started the process uh, on uh, on Friday night trying to vet through some some potential candidates and and continue to do that now. Um, you know, I, I want to expedite it as much as possible, but I don't want to sacrifice making sure that we get the right person for the sake of of time and and you know speed. So I, I would say. You know, and I and I did this in the football search. I would say <laughs> by the by the end of next week, um, you know, I, I hope to have this thing wrapped up. Um, you know, we'll we'll start some interviews uh, here in the next few days. Uh, quite candidly, and I don't mind telling you guys this, have not made the decision yet uh, whether to utilize a, a a search firm in this. I, I think we can uh, potentially keep some. Um, confidentiality and those types of things with uh, uh, potentially without using a search firm. So I'm, I'm still weighing through that, probably make that decision here in the next 24 hours. Uh, but again, a, a, a ton of interest and, you know, the, the ability to, to visit with some of these uh, very successful candidates. Uh, you know, when I say successful candidates, that, that they are successful in their current positions um, you know, I, I feel confident about being able to get this done. And, you know, we, as I said, we've, we've got great young men in our program, our, our student athletes and, you know, some, some veteran leaders in there, whether you're talking about Justin Bean or Brock Miller or some of those guys. Um, so, so I think they're really a steadying influence, not only for themselves, but their teammates. And I just ask those guys to, you know, to keep the faith, um, to to, to know that I'm going to act as quickly as possible, but also making sure that we get, um, you know, the right guy. And, and those guys went through, were here in the program three years ago when, when we hired Craig, and, and they've been very supportive. And, and, you know, I've had some correspondence uh, here in the last couple of days with Sam Merrill, too. Obviously, he, he's been supportive and uh you know still has a major influence on on the guys on our team as well
0: is previous head coaching experience is that is that a prerequisite or just you know him when you when you talk to him in terms of who the next head coach is going to be
1: it it is not uh, a a uh, a prerequisite again uh, I I try to go into all searches with with an open mind and not you know pigeonhole or categorize and say Hey, it's got to be this. I mean, again, I, I want them to be high energy. I want them to be, you know, of, of strong reputation in the business and for the way that they, you know, uh, recruit and, and get things done. I mean, we're we're going to win here at Utah State, but as always, we're going to win the right way. We're going to we're going to do things the right way. Um, you know, recruit student athletes of high character and and you know. All of those things are important. So uh, when you look at those qualities, I'm going to start with those, but I'm not going to say, you know, you have to be currently in the collegiate game. I mean, there's some guys, you know, uh, with NBA experience who, who, you know, could potentially be on the list too. There could be, you know, sitting head coaches, which there are a lot of those that have reached out. There could be previous head coaches. So, Um, we've got kind of a wide open field and, you know, I've got a pretty good idea already of of six or eight that I want to make sure that that we talk to and, uh, you know, to to move through this as quickly as possible so that uh, we can can name the the next head coach of Utah State men's basketball and, and continue the upward trajectory that we've had the last three years.
2: Well, the Utah State news kept coming a little bit earlier during the show. Nemeeshketa, it was recognized, will be leaving for the NBA draft, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on Nemeeshketa and his contributions to that university, John.
1: You know, Nimi has has been tremendous, and and you know, I think back to uh, a little less than three years ago. So, you know, it would have been the, the summer of of eighteen when. When Mimi arrived on campus, and and the, the wide eyes and and just uh, you know so appreciative of the opportunity. I'll, I'll also never forget his first trip into our our training table, and you know there were there were obviously multiple options there, and he goes, "How can I have you know one of each of these?" And yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, can I go back for a second helping? Just you know, so. <laughs> with for the opportunity and you know how uh, a young man who is first time you know really in the states much less in the state of utah comes to logan uh his personality is infectious you know he he became you know an immediate fan favorite even before he became truly a superstar and just to kind of see his evolution and and he really has not changed, uh, you know, his appreciativeness and, and his personality uh, since then. And, you know, I, I can't, uh, can't wish him enough well in terms of uh, his future success in the NBA. And quite frankly, I was having this conversation with Craig the other day. Somewhere, and I don't know, you know, he said he doesn't remember specifically anything that happened, and this is Nimi, but somewhere, you know, when the calendar turned to February, that light came on, and and the way he played uh, the final month of the regular season through the Mountain West Tournament, and, and, you know, even in our NCAA game against Texas Tech in Indianapolis or in Bloomington, uh, you know, I, I knew that his stock had dramatically gone up. Uh, and, you know, I, I look forward to him doing great things in the NBA. And, again, you know, another, another uh, you know, selling point for our job, you know, there aren't a whole lot of group of five schools who can say, hey, for two consecutive years we're going to have NBA draft picks. And, you know, that's, that's surely going to be the case with us between – Sam last year and, and Mimi uh, in the upcoming draft.
0: Before I let you go, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you weren't sure if if you'd employ a, a search firm or not. Um, what what resources when you're – and this is just not necessarily even this higher, but just, in curi- just curious overall, what kind of resources do you use? I mean, do, do you involve boosters? Do you involve a lot of members of your staff? Or, or uh, you know, what – you know, as far as trying to vet and trying to come to a conclusion, how, how do you finally make that final say as to, yes, this is the guy we're going to go with?
1: You know, uh, a lot of it is, is people I've known in the industry ov- over the years, you know, to use that in football and, and certainly use it in basketball too. Um, you know, we'll, we'll use a limited uh, amount of our staff, uh, you know, uh, boosters are going to provide their input whether whether I solicit or not <laughs> that's all good it, it yeah. means they're passionate about what we're doing um, and, and you know as we hone it down to, to two or three uh, I'll broaden that circle a little bit and and obviously uh, you know when we get a preferred candidate uh, Noelle Cockett our president uh, I, I want her you know to meet them potentially meet you know the, the family the spouse and get a comfort level, too. So, But, you know, in a lot of these cases, uh, many of these candidates, most, most all of them have really strong jobs right now that they want to maintain some confidentiality uh, up until if they're the final one or two. So, so the further you widen that net, if you will, in terms of people involved, uh, the, the more it risks that confidentiality. And I think that's really important. And so uh, trying to to maintain a small nucleus in terms of, uh, you know, who knows what's going on and those types of things, uh, you know, and and even the confidentiality and, you know, people go to to great lengths to find out who you're talking to. And so, you know, trying to uh, protect, you know, the meeting places, the travel, all of those kinds of things. And so that's why normally, you know, uh, we'll we'll go to a neutral site somewhere to conduct interviews.
0: So if you're not an athletic director, the CIA may have been something you may have been interested in.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> in my previous life as, as a CPA and an auditor, there may there may have been, you know, a handful of skills that I learned from that to, to be able to employ in a coaching search today.
0: I like it. Well, uh, I'll just text you to my top four. Uh, on my list, and I'm sure you'll get to work on it right away, so there you go. Hey,
1: Scotty, you know, you, you're going to be about number – I don't even know that my text field can take that many. I, you know, I've, I've gotten plenty of those, so, you know, uh, the the great thing is everybody else's advice is free, so – come on bring it on there
2: you go we'll make it happen john i don't know where we are contract wise with my uh my buddy over here broadcaster of the year but <laughs> we don't want any craig smith shenanigans with this guy so let's get him locked down make sure he doesn't doesn't <laughs> no go doubt. anywhere
1: no doubt uh scotty g is amongst the best in the business and and we're uh so so privileged and fortunate to have him as the uh, voice of the aggies and i and i hope uh I hope he's not going out there on the free agency market going to looking to go somewhere else.
0: Scotty? Hey, you know what? As of 3 o'clock, I got nothing on my radar right now. So No, I'm just joking. I'm sorry. Hey, hey I've heard that comment before. Let's, let's, let's go there. No, I'm sorry. Hey, John, appreciate it, man. Ken, thank you. Thank enough. you, John. Thank you, guys. Take care. You got it. John Hartwell, Athletic Director at Utah State.